Hi, I'm Dr. Andrea Stover, licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're listening to the Modern Day Romantic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I've taken a few weeks off from the podcast just with the holiday season, and then I got pretty sick for a few weeks, but I am back in action today and happy to be back. So for today, this first episode of this new year, 2024, that we're in, I thought it would be fun to do an episode on romantic grand gestures, particularly why I think they flop so frequently. So I've come up with six different reasons why I think when someone does this big romantic gesture that it can sometimes fall flat and even lead to, to more kind of dismay or uh, just being befuddled and, and not knowing, oh my gosh, like that failed. We watch all these romantic comedies where you're supposed to be able to just pour your heart out or, you know, do this amazing, thoughtful, one of a kind um, gesture. And somehow the person is supposed to fall madly in love with you right then and there, or see it so clearly that, oh my gosh, it's you all along that I've wanted to be with. And now we're going to be together forever and always all those types of things. So just to bring a little sobriety in on this new year, I thought it would be interesting to explore why these sometimes flop and don't always turn out the way the movies show us that they might. All right. So reason number one romantic grand gestures fail, in my opinion, is because it's a little too little too late kind of thing. So sometimes one member of the couple has been saying and almost even begging, pleading, can we please go, you know, do something? Can we go away on a trip? Can we uh, go out for a night on the town even? Doesn't have to be, you know, even going out of town. And they feel like they run into a lot of resistance, a resistance to change, a resistance to putting in effort, a resistance to really feeling uh, you know, being on the receiving end of, of feeling like, hey, my partner really values me and values our relationship. So I've heard this from a, a number of people just through the years that at some point, they kind of just stop caring. And even though their body may still be in the relationship and or a part of them is still committed to staying in the relationship, another piece of them isn't. Maybe it's had to numb out. Maybe it's had to disconnect. Maybe it's had to do what it's needed to do to survive in order to stay in something where their emotional needs hadn't been being met for quite some time. So all of a sudden, and sometimes I've seen this happen if that, that particular partner says, you know what, I think enough's enough. We should file for a divorce. And, you know, it's, it's like, oh, wow, that other spouse says, I, I'm going to take this serious now. I'm going to do all the things that they asked me to do all along. And while it may seem on, on the one side, well, okay, they're doing it now, you know, shouldn't you be happy? Uh, sometimes people say, actually, if anything, these romantic grand gestures can backfire because it puts the person in touch with all the, the pain and puts them in touch with anger and resentment and bitterness. If, if you could do this now, why couldn't you do it for all the weeks, months, years I asked you prior to now? So anyways, I think this is one uh, reason why romantic grand gestures sometimes flop. It's too little too late. And sadly, there's no coming back from that uh, when that is the case oftentimes. 
Okay. Second big reason why I think romantic grand gestures can flop is because both people in the relationship aren't in the same place as one another. So we can all imagine a movie or a TV show, and I'm saying it that way because if, if you've experienced this yourself, it's a little less painful to think about, oh, what happened to that character over there? But there is such a thing as unrequited love. There is such a thing as one person being more invested in the relationship than the other, one person wanting it more than the other. So what can happen if we don't have our finger on the pulse of where the other person is in the relationship and we, oh my gosh, it's, it's this time, you know, I'm just going to really bear it all, you know, here I am just for you and, and, you know, all of the pomp and circumstance I've put in place in order to, to show you just how much you mean to me. And then eh, boom, it just falls flat because the other person is kind of cringing and like, no, 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 please don't do that. You know, please don't get down on one knee. Please don't, please don't, you know, have the, the sky banner, you know, with the helicopter. Like I know oh, this is so embarrassing, you know, and not just maybe for them, but like even for you, like, oh my gosh, you thought I was there and I'm not kind of thing. So I think this is another big reason why romantic grand gestures can flop is because the two people are not as in sync as what um, one person seems to think. So why is this? Well, very often we want what we want and relationships, I don't care who you are, there is some component of fantasy involved in a relationship, particularly if you're a romantic. You have been hoping, dreaming, uh, waiting for someone special to come into your life to be able to have this you know, special lifetime partner. And it's easy to project that. It's easy to kind of get lost in your own internal fantasy or your story about that and not realize wait a second, maybe the actual other person isn't kind of, you know, there right along with me. And this isn't a shared experience or even a shared fantasy. Now, I think I would also say that sometimes people aren't clear and upfront in a relationship with how they're actually feeling. And so maybe someone's led a person along or led them to believe out of not wanting to hurt their feelings that they are in a different place than where they are too. So this is another reason why I think romantic grand gestures can flop. Okay. The third reason why I think they flop is because they don't translate. And what I mean by that is that the two people in the relationship may speak very different languages from one another. So for example, uh, I think probably a lot of people listening have heard of the five love languages. So let's say, which, which let me just go into them. The five love languages are physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, and quality time. So let's say you are a quality time person. What is a romantic grand gesture going to look like to, that's going to mean a lot to you. Well, it's going to mean maybe your partner sets aside a special weekend just for the two of you or puts in extra effort to make sure you two can, can go away somewhere or you have maybe a babysitter if you have kids and, and just time to connect or, uh, you know, they're, they're not, in other words, going to take you to a place that has thousands of other people and you're all kind of in this, like going to a concert and I don't know, it, it, just an example, but th they're going to want to do something that speaks your love language. 
it's probably not going to translate in other words, if theirs is acts of service, let's say their language. And so they're trying to really show you how much they care and they're taking out the trash every day and, you know, helping support you in this, that, or the other, just in, in the everyday. But you're looking for kind of a, a, a grander gesture that speaks your language. So that all that to say, I hope that's clear in that I think sometimes these things flop well-intentioned, well-meaning, uh, thoughtful even acts of, of, of these grand gestures and let me you know, really show you how much you mean to me, uh, doesn't always land because that's not really what would mean something to me. It means something to you, but it doesn't mean the same thing to me because I speak a different language in that way. I thought this also was a good topic to talk about now because we are on the back end of the holiday season. And I know that, you know, sometimes people, it, it's really interesting, but with love languages and gifts being uh, one of the, the love languages, you know, sometimes this is, this is someone's jam, you know, it's their season. Like, Ooh, I get to give all of these gifts to everyone and get them just the right gift. And, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But if that's not the, the person on the receiving end's, you know, love language, or it, it may be like, well, thanks for that. I really appreciate that. But you're not going to get the reaction that maybe you were hoping for. Because again, it, it just doesn't quite mean the same to them as it did to you. So I think this is, this is another big piece. And for couples that are, are kind of in this space, it's, it's always good to go through the things when, when things flop, when they don't land, when it doesn't translate to say, hey, what can we learn from this? And maybe bringing in love languages is a way of understanding and, and kind of going deeper into okay, yeah, this, this makes more sense. And how can we get on the same page with our language? Okay. So number four, why these romantic grand gestures flop kind of is piggybacking off of, uh, doesn't quite translate due to love languages. I'm going to also say number four would be that there's differences in personality preferences. So maybe there's someone who just cringes and does not want to be, uh, doesn't want to receive any type of public attention. Like, it's just like, that would just be the worst thing in the world. I'm thinking uh, those restaurants, you know, the, where they make such a big deal if it's someone's birthday and then the entire, you know, crew, staff, all of uh, the waiters, everyone comes out and, you know, sings and is loud and clapping. And then the whole restaurant, all eyes are on you. That could be a grand gesture, Right. Well, if you're a person that is like, this is the most mortifying experience of my entire life, I'm running to the bathroom, I can never come into this restaurant again, that type of thing, you're not going to really be all warm and fuzzy on the inside on being on the receiving end of that. If we contrast that with a personality that loves to be doted on, loves to get attention, and some people, I know some people can really claim that and say, yeah, that's me. I love that. Uh, others may be more closeted in that way. But if you are a type that kind of appreciates uh, being admired, you know, being having the spotlight put on you in, in the larger social arena, then that may be the most incredible like birthday uh, event that you could, that you could imagine, or, or you know, some, something that you would really enjoy. So personality preferences really play into if a grand gesture, a romantic grand gesture is going to flop or if it's going to really translate and, and kind of be received in the way that the person giving it is maybe hoping or intending. 
I think we could think of lots of other examples in that way too. Uh, but, but those kind of come to mind, you know, it's just more of the, you have to know yourself and you have to know your partner and you have different personalities. Even if let's on all those personality tests, you have the same personality as one another. I guarantee you still have certain things that would make you cringe and other things that, you know, you, you really would, would kind of love to be on the receiving end of. So that's an important piece, I think, in looking at this, this grand gestures and what would translate and what wouldn't. Okay. The fifth reason why I think romantic grand gestures can flop is because it feels like it's more about the person doing it rather than it is about the person on the receiving end of it. And this kind of ties in a little bit to, to some of the others that I've mentioned, but I wanted to make a particular point on this, is that sometimes you can tell when someone gives you a gift or someone does something for you, but there's just this, something feels off. Something doesn't quite feel like what you were hoping that the experience would be like. I, I'm thinking you know, again, back to let's, I'm just going to use like a Christmas holiday example, but sometimes couples maybe give the other a gift that's really, you know, for them. Let, let's just say like it's a kitchen appliance. So maybe, you know, one spouse gives it to the other really thinking, Hey, this is, this is kind of like a collective gift. This is going to be great. But the person opening it thinks, why in the heck did I just get a blender? Like, I don't even, I'm not even interested in smoothies or something like that. So it's like, maybe, maybe we'll give the, the person, the spouse that gave the gift the benefit of the doubt and say, well, they thought, hey, we'll make smoothies together or something like that. But really, hmm, maybe that was more about me than it was about giving that to my partner. So again, there's lots of examples that we could give here. And it's, of course, not just about gifts. It's really about those gestures. So, hey, I bought us a cruise, you know, a, a Mediterranean cruise in, a, in two months, like pack your bags, get ready. What are you talking about? Like, I never wanted to ever even step on a cruise ship. Why'd you get me that? No, it'll be great. It's going to be so much fun for us. You know, I did this for you. It's on your birthday, like that type of a thing where it's, it's like you don't want to get mad or you can't get too upset because they just did something and yet it just feels off or now you're, you're even kind of obligated to do something that maybe you didn't want to do. So I think that's the fifth reason why romantic grand gestures can flop. And the final reason why is when romantic grand gestures are done out of one's own arrogance, one's own narcissism, and really have no, uh, they, they, they don't even translate at all. They're, they're just on two different islands even. Uh, you know, it's more about looking like the good guy or looking like this upstanding, you know, partner or uh, it, female, male, you know, whatever. But I, I think there's this, uh, you, you can just tell when it's, it's almost like an act. So I think this is a little different than the reason I just gave, reason five, where it feels like it's, being done more for the person who's doing it rather than receiving it. This, I would say, we're, we're really kind of into pathology, where on the outside, this type of a person could look like a prince charming or a princess charming and, you know, maybe be coordinating the most grand, you know, 
gesture of all time and, you know, bringing in all the troops and all the, the people and getting everyone like, this is what I'm going to do. Isn't, th- oh my gosh, you're so wonderful. Oh, they're so lucky to have you. That, that type of a thing. And again, I don't, what, what I mean by this, I don't think that this happens all too frequently, but if there is high, high levels of narcissism, what that means is there's not even going to be the capacity to have relationship with the other person. It's going to be all about me, myself, and I, and how I look doing this and what my image is, what image is getting reflected back to me based on this romantic grand gesture. And I think that again, the unspokens there, it can get really murky in the relationship or with the other person on the receiving end of something like that, because you can almost feel that narcissistic rage or that feeling uh, that the unspoken rule, like, don't you dare embarrass me. You have to play along with me here. You know, I am, I am stellar. I am spectacular. And this whole thing is I'm making it look like it's about you when really it's all about me. So these are six reasons why I think romantic grand gestures can totally flop. I know some translate and some, some turn out like they, like they do in the romantic comedies and all of that, which is wonderful. But if it does flop, maybe some of these uh, points will give you something to reflect upon. The other thing I wanted to say in general is when we do something nice for someone and, and like really trying to show them how much they mean to us. And this is what I would call, you know, this romantic grand gesture is, is really this act of, ah, you know, love, expression, uh, letting down the guard, just letting everyone kind of know, or, you know, and, and maybe not, maybe it'd be happening in private, but there's just that, you know, I'm letting my guard down. I'm giving myself to you in this. And I want you to know, I, I, I love you so much. And this is all for you and et cetera, et cetera. Well, sometimes those things are well-received. And then what happens is the person tries to, they, they love so much that their partner reacted and was so touched or moved that they do the same thing again, and then again, and then again, and again, and again. So these things could be simpler. It doesn't have to be like the most grandiose thing you could think of, like sending flowers or uh, writing a card saying, hey, I'm just thinking of you right now. This is this is what I want you to know today. And just randomly, you know, just for no no apparent reason. I think those things like anything, it's like our first bite of sugar, let's say. It's like it hits the the taste buds and the the brain starts lighting up. It's like, "Wow." You know, it's a real dopamine or oxytocin release, let's say, in in the gestures piece makes us feel warm. It makes us feel connected, but through time that's going to lose its effect. And so what I've seen happen in relationships is, Hey, we just kind of have this rhythm or routine or, uh, it, it becomes predictable then. And the very nature of it being predictable takes it out of that kind of spontaneous romantic grand gesture and it loses its luster. It loses its, its, um, meaning even sometimes. So I just say that because part of the romantic grand gesture is to keep things fresh, alive, to, you know, have moments of spontaneity, to have moments of kind of breaking out of habit and routine. And the very thing of, of kind of routinizing some of this and, and it becoming, uh, uh expected, you know, like, oh, we, we know what you're going to get me, or we, we know what's coming next 
isn't a romantic gesture anymore. So I think to keep our relationships alive, vital, flourishing, we do need sparks. We do need aliveness. We need it to be fresh. So it's a challenge to come up with new and creative things. And it doesn't mean it always has to top, you know, one has to top the next and the next and the next. It just means if I'm giving something to you, or if I'm wanting to make sure that you know how I feel about you, maybe I'm going to do that in a variety of ways. And some of those are going to land better than others. But no matter what, I want to make sure that I maintain my connection to my own heart and my own self and authentically and genuinely am conveying to you, you as I know you to be, how much you mean to me and why why I'm inspired to do this to begin with, you know, and it's just kind of keeping that, that connection, that authenticity, that engagement with one another alive through this, not routinizing this, not making it overly predictable and definitely not going so over the top that it, it just is like, I don't even know how to translate that kind of thing. Cause I've seen that too, where it's like, that is just so out of character for you that I can't even connect with the nice thing you tried to do. Okay, probably enough about the romantic grand gestures, but as romantics, I thought it would be really important to discuss, unpack, and I'm always open, you know, is there anything else, another reason why you might say that romantic grand gestures might fail or flop? And if you've had success, please feel free to share that too. All right, thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're interested in learning about ways to work with me, head over to my website, themoderndayromantic.com. From there, you'll be able to contact me and learn a bit more about the customized intensives and retreats I offer both individuals and couples. You'll also be able to support future podcast production via Patreon. There are several membership levels to choose from, including the Beating Hearts Club, which gives you access to exclusive content every month. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next episode.